This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplified. Hello, hello, Amplify You, Michelle Abraham, your host here today. I am so excited to bring you another Ask the Expert interview. I am here today with my good friend, Anahita Sharvini. And oh my gosh, I'm so excited to share with you guys what Anahita is all about. But before I do, let me just say a quick hi to Anahita. So you're not sitting there left in the cold while I ramble on over here. So hi, Anahita, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. It's great to be here. How are you doing? I'm great. And I'm just really excited to bring here. I think you and I met, oh my gosh, probably five or six years ago through our friend Diane Ralston at Dynamic Women. And we used to go to Dynamic Women uh, meetups and we got to connect through there. And at the time you were running a business, um, which I just thought was so cool. I was a new mom at the time. And I still think it's very cool as my kids are getting older, we still use them. Uh, You started this business called Go-Go Bags, which I think is super cool. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Go-Go Bags, um, they are reusable bags for kids' school lunches or for parents' school, parents' work lunches, any, 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 any lunches in the house. And Anahita can give you a better description and idea of them. But I just thought there was such a great idea. So I've my my first initial um, introduction to Anahita was this amazing woman who's taken this hobby and passion and totally turned it into a full on business where in mainstream grocery stores, she was rocking and rolling uh, and it turned into a big business. Now, fast forward today, a few years later, Anahita has just written a book and we're going to talk about it in a minute. It's about to go live in the next few weeks. And now she's turned her passion for crafting and helping artisans now into a coaching business, which is so cool. So you've learned the craft of either creating and creating a product, then taking it to market, selling it in the markets, then taking it to bigger chain stores and selling it. And now you've turned this into a book and then a coaching program. So what I wanted to bring you on here today or really dive into is like, how do you go from something that is a passion to then turning into that's a full-on business? And this is a great idea for those of you who are sitting at home who are thinking, oh, I love talking about this. I could do a podcast on crafting. I could do a podcast on knitting. I could do a podcast on you know, soccer because I love it so much. But how do you then turn that into a business that then is, is profitable and then you can um, make a living from something that you absolutely love? So Anahita, I'm turning it over to you. Take us back to how you got into doing go-go bags. Uh, so that was in 2010. Mm-hmm. And I actually built go-go bags around my mom's hobby. Sewing is not my passion. It actually frustrates me. <laughs> so, so definitely was not the right craft for me to build business for, if it was just me. 
But uh, then I wanted my mom to feel in purpose in her new home, Canada. And uh, at the same time, I needed some uh, reusable bags for my kids to go to school, uh, zero waste style. Um, it was a, it was not a thing then, believe it or not. I had to teach a lot of people about what is this. And uh, it, it there was a lot of education around it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I built this business and over the years, uh, the first two years, I had no idea what I was doing. Mm -hmm. um, we were selling out in markets, but we were not making money. So soon I realized, okay, my pricing is not right. Um, I figured that out. And then when the pricing was on par, um, I could feel, I could see myself. Like I, I remember standing in craft markets, trying to put a smile on my face and looking all these other vendors selling their products so passionately. And I was standing there trying to sell one back. And then it was that time that I decided, okay, I have to treat this as a business and not a hobby. And went, got my first coaching, figured out how to sell and how to language, use the language around my products. And then I was selling in markets uh, successfully. I rebranded and we went directly to Whole Foods and other stores uh, all around Canada. So um, last year, so that was the story of Go-Go Bags. And how I got to this coaching was, I don't know, um, the curse and blessing of COVID, I guess. <laughs> uh, last year, um, during COVID, Go-Go Bags was uh, successful on its own. Um, but we didn't have craft markets last year. Mm -hmm. So I uh, went to a couple of online craft markets and soon realized like they have no idea how, what to do. And most of the crafters there, especially there are so many new crafters because mm -hmm. a lot of people got laid off during COVID and Everyone they started became a crafter during COVID. Crafter. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, but then they had a hard time selling. So I decided that I need to help these uh, new crafters uh, build my own uh, online uh, Facebook market uh, called Canadian Makers Market and invited uh, a few crafters to come. But there was a educational portion to it. I was teaching them before the market started. I would teach them how to speak around their uh, product, how to put their pictures up and what are the things to do specifically for Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, but I realized soon, like after two markets, I realized like they're like absorbing and they mm -hmm. come back for more information. Uh, so um I always loved like during my market dates uh, with go-go bags too, I would go to that um, new maker aisle and would encourage uh, people and would help them to set up their craft market, like uh, display and stuff like that. So yeah, I uh, moved towards coaching them, uh, enjoyed doing that. So now I'm writing, I'm almost finishing this book called uh, Currency of Crafting. Mm -hmm. 
which I will be talking about all the different uh, aspects of this business and how you can to take your um, hobby into markets and into stores and sell online. And uh, yeah, I do coaching around that as well. Mm, I love your story because like one, it came out from like, it started with your mom at your kitchen table and you needed to give her a job to do to keep her entertained <laughs> while she was new to a country, right? Yeah. And it turned into also something that you needed for your kids. So it was kind of born into this really cool um, combination of something that you and your mom can do together. And, you know, I love that you've learned the craft, you've learned uh, what to do in the markets, how to display things, how to talk about the product, all the marketing that goes behind it. And I think that's so valuable for the crafters that are just getting started that have no clue. I mean, you said yourself, you didn't have a clue when you started, but after years of doing this, you've built so much credibility and, and information that's just so much needed out there to be like a coach for these crafters. Yeah. So, you know, my, I love, I love this story because it just shows that you really can do anything you want. <laughs> you really can create a business out of something you love. Or if it's not creating the thing that you're loving, it's the, it's the, I think you found your love in the marketing and the teaching and the coaching part yeah. of it sounds like that you lit up when you started talking about helping these new crafters really make money from their table and sharing with them and seeing how they're growing. So I think that's fantastic. And I just yeah. want to really spot like that. I think it's so cool that what you've done. One of the things that uh, when uh, I would go to markets with go-go bags, people would come and say, oh, did you make these? And I would never lie. I had a picture of my mom and I on the table and I would say, no, my mom sews, I sell. She sews, I sell. And that was my... <laughs> My motto. But I love that. My expertise was into uh, marketing and sales, and uh, less than well, I know all of the products. I know how to make them, um, but um, I would be bold if I was going to make any of those bags myself. Pulling <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my hair out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a need for someone that to do to do the craft itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, what were some lessons that you've learned over the course of time taking a product to market? Um, what are some what are some advice and some things that you maybe learned over the last few years that maybe could help people who are sitting with a passion and something they love doing, but they're just not sure about it turning into a business? Yeah, definitely. They need to price their products right. Most of crafters, they don't uh, consider their own time. And because they're loving, love doing something, it doesn't feel uh, that it took two hours for them to make that thing. They feel like, oh, it was 15 minutes, but no, really, it's not that 15 minutes. And they need to uh, consider that time in their pricing as well to be profitable. That's, uh, that's a number one um, advice. Uh, and then uh, the second thing, I had it in my mind, but it skipped. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I think the number one one was uh, was what I would have guessed as well as that. Oh, the second, I remember. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is not to be shy to ask for ourselves. Ask for uh, ask somebody to buy their product, not in uh, a sense of "Hey, come, I made this, buy it from me," but in a sense so make the customer imagine what they can do with that product. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Engage their imagination. 
Right. And then now like taking that into your coaching, what you're doing is creating that imagination for the crafters who are, they're going to build this business that's going to sustain their living. They'll be able to maybe quit their job, become a full-time crafter. Yeah. And you're kind of creating and painting that picture for them of what the future could look at, look like with your support. Exactly. Um, and I love, I love the name of your book, Currency of Crafting. I think that's so clever. <laughs> it's, such a good, it's such a good name. So uh, tell us about a little bit about the book. What in like what does the book take them through? Like how to start up a, a crafting business? Um, yes. Uh, it goes from if you have not a crafting business. Uh, to uh, you are a successful crafter uh, in craft markets and now you want to take your product to stores Mm. and uh, we will go through even goal setting and uh, the things that the aspects of business that most crafters don't even think about like um, ideal customers ideal market Mm. ideal stores Uh, we have to work on these so we can figure out the language uh, to use around the product. Um, these are uh, vastly overlooked in uh, crafting business. So yes, uh, I, the book has three sections. I call it uh, Imagine, Create, Thrive. Mm. So we do some imagination, some goal setting, and uh, we work through a cus- ideal customer. And then we get to creation of uh, that is the pricing and production and how you can reduce your costs and uh, the workflow in general and then the thrive part is how to sell mm-hmm. and your sell script and where to sell and yeah awesome. how to that's build so- your website too <laughs> oh that's so great yeah. and so do you see now more so for people in your industry that things are moving more online do you think craft fairs will come back or do you think it's better time spent for those looking at being uh, in the crafting space uh, and on market space to, to take things online? I would still suggest for especially new crafters to go to craft markets. That's their uh, market research. Mm, That's how they learn about their own product because uh, we make beautiful things. Uh, but the idea that we have of that product could be totally different from customers. And you can learn, for example, uh, something that I learned in GoGo bags at the very beginning, together with our snack and sandwich bags, we had a bag called utensil bags. Uh, I had that utensil bag in the craft market and it was selling okay, but people would come and say, oh, this would be good for my toothbrush. I take toothbrush to work. Yeah. Or somebody else would come and say, oh, I hate toothbrush uh, holders, those plastic toothbrush holders there, you can't clean them properly, but you can put these in washer dryer. So quickly, I put a toothbrush in the back and put it on the table. My cells doubled. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I, we rebranded the same product, same thing, mm-hmm. and named it toothbrush bags. And then our sales <laughs> doubled again. So it shows that that, that in-person conversation, yeah. um, you either have to um, do some sort of market research and in the online version, but the mm. cheapest 
And easiest way to do that is in markets. Mm. Yeah, that's such a great, uh, great perspective on markets that it's really like the training wheels so you can get to see and hear what people are saying about your products. And that's great. I mean, I imagine a lot of products that are in stores now, they don't get that opportunity to hear uh, what their what their customers are saying about their products when they're buying them. So that's a great opportunity um, and different than what it would be online. Like you still don't get that same sort of feedback online as you would in person. Yeah, it's hard to um, communicate with customers online in a sense that telling your story, telling them how you make these. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not as easy as doing it in person and in markets, although it's definitely doable. Mm-hmm. And um, online sales are successful um, model as well. Uh, but I would definitely suggest uh, starting with uh, craft markets and online at the same time. Mm, awesome. Yeah. Do you think that any passion can be turned into a business? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. What are some steps that people need to go from thinking that they have a passion to then actually really thinking about it and seeing if it is something that they want to turn into a business? Oh, that's a hard question. <laughs> it's so variable too, depending on what the product is, but some general steps. <laughs> like if you, if I, if I love um, beading and I've made some jewelry with my beads, what would be the first step, kind of steps to um, thinking, uh, just testing it out and seeing how I like it as a business? Um, yeah, definitely. I would actually um, take it. Um, first of all, you have to start with your friends and family, see if they like it. Hmm. Um, and um, not as a gift, they like to buy it. Something that most crafters shy away is to ask to sell their products to family and friends. So yes, you can give away some products, but not all the time. Um, but again, uh, I would go back in um, to craft markets. They can just, and not, not a very uh, expensive craft market, mm. a senior center craft fair or a rec center or a church craft fair is a great location to see if uh, you like doing this. And the other thing is um, I would definitely pick up the phone and call somebody that I know who have been doing this or um, somebody who is not a jeweler, but it's been in the market, like it's been in this industry uh, for a long time Mm -hmm. to know what it takes to be a successful uh, crafter and sell your products. Mm -hmm. And then be real to yourself. Uh, Know that is craft, doing craft markets all year long, is this something you want to do or do you prefer to do something that, you can't sell to stores as well. Mm. I know crafters that craft markets are their only uh, way of uh, making income, but that's hard on your body as well and your time with your family. That wasn't for me. Like I didn't want to be in craft markets all year long. Mm. The first few years, like three or four years, I was in a lot of craft markets, but soon I picked the ones that was only profitable to me and I was at the end I was doing um, one or two markets a year and uh, the rest was coming through online and wholesale. Mm. 
Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. And if I, I just hear you correctly, I think one of the things you said that was important, I just want to bring it to our audience is, um, you know, start small, like those, those craft tables at those rec centers and senior centers are about 25 bucks or 50 bucks a table. So it's a small investment to see if you like it. And then two, I heard you say, um, you know, find a mentor, find a coach, find someone who's done what you want to do exactly. and model and someone that can help you show you the way and keep now, if you had had someone doing something like what you do now today for crafters, what, what what's your take on that? Uh, sorry, what was the question if again? You, if you had a mentor uh, in, like you are today for those, like what, Kate, what would your journey have looked like? Oh my God, I would get where I am right now in half the time. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I have actually a client of mine uh, the other day said, oh, gosh, I wish I met you six months earlier. <laughs> uh, I would save a lot of time and money. Okay. Uh, so yeah, definitely you would, I would save a lot of time mm -hmm. um, in, in the, I had to rebrand three times mm. uh, to get where I am. So I would save that and a lot of time as well. Yeah. For a lot of money too. Yeah. As one of our podcasters, Kendi Mozik said to us uh, when we helped her launch her podcast, oh my gosh, you guys saved me 40 hours of time and a lot of gray hair. <laughs> so exactly. yeah, hiring a coach and doing a program, whether it's podcasting or crafting is definitely the way to go. Find someone who is where you want to be and, and hire them to, to help you out. Uh, before I let you go, any last, uh, I know you have a really cool um, gift for us and it's your essential packing list for uh, when you go to craft markets and I'm probably butchering the name of it. If you'd like to say the name uh, for it, I will uh, put the link in our show notes so that you guys can. Uh, yes, that. it's called, uh, as you said, actually, essential packing list for your, uh, for a successful craft market day. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about it. So in that list, I have included all the items that you may, uh, crafters may need in a market mm -hmm. and the reason why they need it. For example, I prefer uh, somebody take uh, a bar stool instead of a chair uh, to the market. And the reason is that when you're, uh, when people see you feel that you're standing, mm -hmm. there is more likely that they come and engage with you rather if they feel like you're sitting down on your, like on a chair below your table, mm. uh, they would think, Oh, she's tired. I'm not going to bother her. Or if you're sitting so, behind the table, knitting and working on your craft and not exactly that too. So, um, so yes, uh, there is a huge list uh, of the different items, and um, and then there is a uh, like a check mark, so you don't forget anything for the craft market. It's the worst thing that you go, you drive two three hours to get to a craft fair, and then you realize that oh my god, I forgot my business card, or oh my god, I forgot my price tags. Yeah. Uh, that will. Uh, make your day start on the wrong foot right. and it takes a lot of energy for you to get back on the track and start uh, selling effectively. 
Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, those are great, great, great things on the list. And we'll make sure we put a link to it in our um, show notes for this episode. So Anahita, how else can our audience get a hold of you if they want to connect with you? And I feel like something you said today really resonated with them and they need a mentor uh, or want to have a, co- a connection call with you. Yeah, that, thank you. Uh, so they can uh, reach me at askanahita.com or on Facebook and Instagram, Ask Anahita. Awesome. I love it. And Anahita is spelled A-N-A-H-I-T-A. Yes. So Anahita, <laughs> make sure you guys spell that correctly so that you can find her on all those platforms. Anahita, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us today. It's been great to dive in uh, to the world of crafting with you. And I want to relate it back to podcasting again, guys. It What she says is the principles, same goes for when you're starting a platform or starting a podcast, all comes from something that you're interested in or in the passion. And she said it herself, yes, you can turn your passion into a business Absolutely. No doubt about it. As she has, as I have, as many others have, and um, it's really cool. But number one thing, go out and find someone who's doing what you want to do and, and get them to coach you and get some support. And that saves a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of headache, a lot of it compresses your time, guys. It compresses your time. That's what's important when time is our most valuable asset. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Anahita. Any last words of advice for our audience? um, get an accountant when you (laughs) just start. So you have somebody to run the numbers with you. It's important to have that. (laughs) That's great business advice in general. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much, Anahita. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Amplify You Family, go out there, have a fabulous week, and we'll see you again next week with another fabulous interview. And stay tuned. We'll be back. Thank you. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, and review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.